Hello and welcome everyone to Weekend Rental episode 28. My name is Ryan and as always I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Justin. Hey everyone. Alright, so as always, all things Weekend Rental, you can find us at weekendpodcast.com. Points to our social medias, our web uh, YouTube. Um, web YouTube, yep. Uh, and <laughs> Google Play and iTunes. All things, one stop, go there. Did that make any sense? To a certain generation, yes. Sure. <laughs> the web YouTubes, kids. Find it. <laughs> Let's <Yeah>. kick things <laughs> off. <laughs> With Byron Burton. This is the opening segment of the podcast. Basically what we do, um, we pick a given system. This time out, it is the TurboGrafx-16 or PC Engine, depending on where you live. And we each pick a game, and then individually we'll play those three games and decide which of the games we would buy, rent, or burn. This time out, um, the selections go. Andy has picked um, Ghost Manor. Justin has gone with Military Madness. And I have selected JJ and Jeff. Uh, So typically what we do is we go through each of these games individually, read the description, and just kind of discuss them in general. So we'll start off at the top with Andy's pick, Ghost Manor. Description on this one. With an earth-shattering explosion, horror from another dimension grips your once-peaceful town. Grizzly creatures prey on the innocent. The dead rise and roam the streets. All resistance falls. But hey, no problem. You have a plan. All right. Uh, Find the secret passage to their mansion stronghold and battle past the zombies and ghouls. Now your axe inside, because it's way full of demons and ghastly surprises. No, okay, now get your axe inside. I missed that. Um, I kind of butchered this, but ride the awesome Skull Slammer and search for their leader, the hideous orb, Gamut. Uh, discover his weakness and be the hero. If you don't, you will be dust. Huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this game is kind of very, like, Halloween-themed, for mm-hmm. sure. Um probably should have waited until Halloween time to pick this one. But uh, since it's for the Turbo Graphics, that's it's, you know, that's what's going on this week. So, yeah, this game, when I first started it out, I'm like, OK, cool. This has like a good uh, ghouls and ghosts vibe to it, you know. You know, ghosts popping up pretty easy, you know, and then it, all of a sudden the floor breaks, you fall down this huge hole and then it's just like, fuck you. Good luck getting out of there. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> can I just, I think I can sum this whole thing up very briefly. Wizards and warriors on the NES, but Halloween themed and shitty. I can kind of see that. I feel like that's like spot on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was awful at this. I could not beat the first level. I could not figure it out. How to get oh, back really? up on top. Okay. Did you guys, <clears throat> Yeah, you gotta ride the ghost, man. You gotta gotta ride him out of the sewage. Yep. There's a ghost somewhere there? Uh huh. Yeah, it's in like a waterfall, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I got the key and I got to that door and that that one didn't open. Oh, really? Oh, there's two doors. There's the one that's like 
And that one doesn't open, but the one up top is the one that opens. Because yeah, yeah. I, I got over to the one... That was a pain, getting to that door, by the way. Yeah. Right. Anyways, I got to that door and it didn't open. So then I fell back down, and then you ride the ghost all the way up back to the top and jump off and basically huh. just run across the level. Okay. I don't know how I missed that ghost then, but... It, my biggest thing for this it was, was how you couldn't shoot at an angle. So, right. like, yeah. the stuff would, would be, like, swooping at you. And that you ran out of ammunition, like, incredibly yeah. quickly. <laughs> yeah. like, stupidly quickly. And I also hated that as soon as you stopped moving the character, he just, like, turned and faced you, like, staring out of the screen into yes. your soul. <laughs> I disliked it. He's a creepy SOB. Yeah, I do not like I the character just, model at all. No. Every time he jumped, he put his neck up like he was looking up. It's just kind of <laughs> creepy. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Like, at first you're like, oh, this is a visually appealing game. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, <laughs> I, I don't like what I'm seeing here. This is not a thing for me. Yeah, the controls are like stupidly slippery. Um, yeah. Floating. The direction is unclear. It's just. There's a spot, too, that I don't know how you make it across that jump. And I'm guessing it's probably not where you have to go. But there's nowhere else that I could find to go. So that's where I gave up. Uh, yeah, the sliding thing is just dumb because it's like, well, you can climb them, so why make it hard? You know, why do I have to press a button like 20 times to get up this thing? Just let me walk up it, you know, at that right. point. Yeah, it's at a slower pace or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it really honestly, like, the more I played it, it felt like a Wizards and Warriors clone where it's like, it's all self-contained within an area and like the objective is to kill said thing or like get said key to progress to the next stage. Like it, it kind of falls in there. Um, it's just, it's not well done. It's, it, it's, it's definitely got a tone to it. And I think that's what they're kind of trying to appeal to was mm -hmm. maybe older kids or like the spook, you know, like video games are spooky now and it just doesn't, it doesn't work. I mean, we're talking about the same console that has Splatterhouse uh, brought home <laughs> And, uh, yeah. like, why, like, when I can splat a corpse against a wall, I don't know why I'd play Ghost Manor. That's, it's not great. And he doesn't stare at you the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> when you can't figure out what, the, where to put him. He has the decency to wear a mask. So I don't have yep. to see that. <laughs> yeah. And this is. Not a good game. Well, and the th it's, that's the thing is, like, this is not only not a good game, but this is also in the long, I guess it, at the end of the day, it's not at the high end of what TurboGrafx is at, but this is definitely not cheap, um, especially complete. And I just couldn't imagine paying what this goes for. No, it is. It's forgettable at best. It's by far not the worst game, though. I played. No, <laughs> I mean, it is playable. It's just not it's... enjoyable, right? Yeah. 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 It was good for the little bit of time I put into it. Sure. So should we move on to Justin's pick? Military Madness. Um, description on this one. You're on the moon. Just beyond the next crater are Axis forces. You're outgunned, outmanned, but maybe not outsmarted. Uh, show us why you've got those stripes, Commander. Nothing but strategic brilliance will win this race to finish the enemy before the launch of their SAM, or SAM, uh, missile at Earth. Deploy men and machines. Then watch the battle take place before your very eyes. High stakes, heavy action, all-out madness, military madness. 
Exclamation point. <laughs> well, it's kind of a, I guess, turn-based attack game, I suppose. Um, strategy, yeah. Um, one thing that I really liked about the game is that it took the map and actually wherever your person was at, you could have a height advantage and it yes. would give you an advantage in the game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which I have never seen that in a game. <laughs> and I thought that was, that was a pretty good idea and makes it a little bit more strategic in how you would put your troops, I suppose. So there was some precedence for this then. Yeah. We just didn't Famicom see it in the West. Okay. I have no, I've never played that game. I don't know what it's like, so I don't know if it's like the animations like Advance Wars does, which is very similar to this game, you know? So it's possible those Famicom ones didn't have that, and Advance Wars kind of stole it from this game. Okay. But I think, obviously, they took some, probably some uh, influence from those strategy games, probably. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know. That's that's interesting. To a Western audience, though, this was... Oh yeah. At the time, even now, I think an impressive feat given like when it came out and the hardware that it's on. It's there's a lot to this game and a lot to love, a lot of charm and like you said, the extra element of like where I place my troops for the attack is kind of awesome. I love the music too. The music is so good. Yeah. Yeah, it is very good. The When you were saying about the height and stuff, though, I was there a spot that could show that I I could see like the terrain advantage or whatever. Was that what that meant? Only in battle. Yeah. Okay. Percentage for damage or something, I think. done. Because you'd see like you'd get into the battle and your numbers would like scroll. Yeah. I think you wouldn't know that before that. No, no, you kind of have to learn the game. Yeah. You can tell like wet, hard, like slope or like jagged slope. Sure. Which I thought was weird, because like on the road, you had no advantage, but in the dirt, it was there was a five percent advantage, I think, or something. I don't know. I thought that was kind of weird, but I suppose. Yeah, you can get up to yeah. like forty percent in some of those elevations too. So yeah, mm. I always found like the best strategy was to like create a diversion and then slip foot troops in the side and like infiltrate the base. Yep. Usually is the winning strategy, not always, but. Do you win if you get rid of everybody, all the other guys? Or yeah. do you still have to go to the base? That's how I always won. Okay. Because I, I only won by going to the base right away. Sure. Yeah, this is kind of like one of those games like you wouldn't think would be fun. And like it's infamous, you know, kind of for the triple graphics and having like the triple graphics in general has like putrid cover art and military madness is kind of no exception to that. But like the game that you boot up is so much better than what you'd get looking at the cover. And like, I own this game and every time I put this in like two and a half, three hours are gone. Cause like, I just, I get hooked. Yep. So fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know it was quite exactly like advanced wars as much as it is. That yes. surprised me. The only instance of any game that has ever been like Advance Wars until the Game Boy Advance, from what I'm told. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be curious. Like, I'm curious now to like, try out those games. And like, what do they call them, the Famicom? 
Is it uh, Advance Wars or? It's called Famicom Wars. There's a Super Famicom Wars. There's a Game Boy Wars. Okay, so this all originated 8-bit and up, huh? Yeah, so I'm looking at the Famicom one, and it looks just like like uh, Advance Wars. So, really? Yeah. Okay. So it just didn't get ported over here, which is kind of why this game yeah. feels so fresh. Yeah, exactly. Cool. I'm going to have to import that, try it out. Although a tactics game in Japanese might not be the easiest, but there's translator apps for that, right? <laughs> yeah, I think there's a way to play Super Famicom Wars in English. It's I thought I just read. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you can. There's patches you can apply through the Retron 5, I guess. So maybe somebody's done that for these. Who knows? Sure. Huh. The Advance Wars on the DS, they were called it Famicom Wars. Really? DS, which is <laughs> hilarious awesome. that they still call them Famicom. <laughs> NES Wars DS. <laughs> okay. Well, let's touch on the third and final game, JJ and Jeff. This is my pick. Um, description, you can be JJ or you can be Jeff. Hence the title, I guess. Uh, either way, you're a wacko <laughs> detective on a kidnap case who stumbles into some hilarious action. I did not know this was a kidnap case. Um, the clues and surprises <laughs> pop up everywhere. Use your head, your foot, kicking things that bring great results, and your secret weapon, a spray can, a.k.a. a fart in the Japanese version, um, on 30 different enemies. So grab some french fries for energy and get ready for action. Um, so JJ and Jeff is a platformer game. From what I understand, it was, I can't remember what the actual name is called for the Japanese version, but it was like a comedy duo. Um, they were on like TV and on stage and the game was named after them. And as I mentioned, like it was kind of crude humor. Um, in that game, you could bend down and fart in this game. You bend down and use a spray can to attack enemies, but really it's just kind of like, a stupid like kitschy dumb platformer that although i i will acknowledge it's not a great game i just kind of love for like how weird it is i mean you run out and kick your partner in the ass within like the first 30 seconds of the first level and the, and the <laughs> birds take human sized shits on you it's just great yeah <laughs> yeah the emojis, the emojis. <laughs> yeah, take poop emojis on your face <laughs> um <laughs> I, I would say there's nothing like overly impressive about this game other than the visuals and the sprite size, which is something that the triple graphics obviously pushed because it could. Uh, it is very <laughs> much 8-bit oriented in its controls and gameplay, though. And uh, yeah, that's that's JJ and Jeff, pretty much. Yeah, it, I mean, it's got the Adventure Island style where you have to keep mm -hmm. eating to keep your health bar up. Um, and very similar enemy placement i feel like too uh adventure island too how oh, they do that um but yeah overall it's it's a pretty good game what is it with the turbo graphics like you said is it just the hey we can do sprite sizes so we're gonna make our characters huge? yeah because ghost manor is the same way i think like of. that was the big thing right like until the sega genesis came out like i don't think anything could push that many pixels and like keep trucking through so like you look at like china warrior you look at jj and jeff and it's just like 
Yeah, you want a head the size of a waffle? We can do that. Turbo graphics. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they're all like that. Like yeah, Bonk has right. a huge head too. So it's like if they would have kept going, how big a heads did these characters yeah. <laughs> would have got? I don't know. What do you think of it, Justin? Well, it was it was entertaining with the kicking stuff and every and all that. I struggled with this one because. Um, there's a spot in the map where you have to, I don't know, I'm assuming you have to make this giant jump in the first level because the map just kind of ends. After like, the stump? It pushes you to the edge. Yeah. You have to yep. kick above the stump. Yeah. Kick who? Air. <laughs> it's okay. one of the tips. If you open like the bathroom stall, he's like, hey, try kicking above the stump, chump. You literally have to kick air. It's that type of game. <laughs> and then a ma- yeah, I died the first time too. I missed that. Yeah, and then a magical yeah. like levitating like platform up- appears. But yes, I can understand okay. your confusion in that. <laughs> I, I found a platform earlier, and it took me up to the clouds. And this guy's like throwing food at you, and then I ended up falling off the clouds. <laughs> That's one of the things with this game is like the the contexting of like what you need to do is like very hidden also like all the coins you need are hidden in random objects like stumps poles fences and i think the coin mechanism is my ultimate problem with this game where there's there's no continue there's no extra lives the only way you can get additional lives to progress in this game is through collecting coins and gambling at designated hidden spots or doors to unlock extra lives. And I feel like that kind of hampers this game pretty greatly. It's it's at the end of the day, it's up to luck if you're going to get enough lives to continue on to additional levels, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had found the one le- platform that took us took you up to the clouds. And then I was following that guy that was throwing the food and whatnot and right. ended up falling off the clouds a little bit before, so I don't know if that's where I missed the kicking a stump. But. Yeah, you'll kick that stump, jump. That <laughs> might be, though, like, if you took the cloud route, it might have bypassed that, yeah. Yeah. It's a very turbo graphics kind of game. Uh, I'll give it that. So? Yeah. I don't know. Should we go back through? Give our picks, Andy. Start off with you. Yeah, I'll run through them. Uh, my buy is going to be Military Madness because I mean, hey, it's it's Advance Wars, pretty much. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> with a you know a different take, a more, more serious take, I guess. As much as serious as you could, I guess. Um, it's the axis of evil on the moon. Damn it! It's World yeah, War they're trying II to blow all up, over again. Yeah, yeah. they're going to blow up the Earth. Like That's right. the moon is a better option, you guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I like how they preface that too. Like, the, it's a battle for resources on the moon, which you're all you're gonna feed back to Earth. So if you blow up Earth, what's your end game? Yeah, <laughs> you're on the moon with these <laughs> worthless resources. Got moon right. dust. We won, guys. <laughs> Nailed it. I can't imagine the amount of fuel you would need to carry those tanks to space, too. So. That would be a, it's true. a lot of money. Um, 
So yeah, that's got to be my buy just because I love strategy games and that's probably the best one on the Turbo Graphics for sure. Um, my rent is going to be JJ and Jeff. I don't appreciate the whitewashing that mm-hmm. they did to this game, but uh, overall they Literally. left in the yeah <laughs> they left in enough uh, kook, uh, kookiness to it, I guess that still has some charm to it. Overall, it's kind of a as a game itself. It's kind of an awkward game altogether, but <laughs> overall, it's it's not bad to sit down and play a little bit here and there. Um, and my burn is going to be Ghost Manor because I couldn't even beat the first level. Like, couldn't figure it out. You guys obviously figured it out, but didn't sound like you guys were having that much more fun than I was. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, beyond that first door was not a wonderland. Let me tell yeah. you that much. <laughs> yeah. No, that was in a creepy game with a creepy vibe when you're. Just normal ass character is the creepiest thing in it. That's a bad <laughs> sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that death stare that he gave you is just ugh. It's like he wanted to touch us places. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, how about you? Uh mine's gonna be pretty similar here. So my buy is gonna be military madness. Um when I picked it, I didn't really know what it was. Um I just kind of picked it off of a name list, so when I actually loaded it up and started playing it, I was just pretty impressed with it. So um, I really enjoyed that one. Um, my rent is going to be JJ and Jeff. Um, like kind of like Ryan said, it's just kind of goofy and um, a strange feel to it with the kicking and whatnot. Uh, makes it at least somewhat entertaining. Um, and yeah. I'm going to burn Ghost Manor. I don't think it's the worst game, I guess, we've played. Um, there's plenty more that are worse than that. But it's not fun. So that one's going to be my burn. Yeah, I uh, ditto what you guys said. Uh, Military Madness <clears throat> is a game that continues to impress me. Like I said, every time I pop it in, it's 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 two hours of my life gone. Because like, I just play it, and then I play it again, and... It's really well done given like the era that it came out in and the presentation of it is much better than it needs to be. Uh, JJ and Jeff, I just, it, it's not a great game, you know, like we've said, it just boils down to the goofiness. I think it, it fits a rental, right? Like you're going to pick this up, you're going to play through it for an hour or two. And then like, I'm not going to pull this off the shelf for months again, but when I do, I'm going to put it back in. I'm going to have a dumb smile on my face because it's JJ and Jeff and just kick that guy in the ass and there's some dipshit friend of mine throwing Coke cans at me out of a trash can. Like, why is that in a video game? Like, I don't know, but I like it. And uh, Ghost Manor is just, it is not a great game. It is not enjoyable. Like Justin said, it's not inherently broken or awful. It's just convoluted, rough on controls, and at the end of the day, just not fun. And it's hard to recommend that game, I think, overall. So that, that gets my burn. And that creepy silent stare just chills. Chill. <laughs> that is the that is the true scare in Ghost Manor. Is just that main character that you play as, just smiling at you. Yeah. <sighs> With this, I guick. guess I didn't notice that so much because every time when I was standing still, I would lay down. 
because I thought that was just hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he's, he's like searching on the floor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> well, it's 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 nice. It's been a while since we've had like an Anonymous Byron Burn. I think, um, but I guess this was kind of a clear cut one. There was definitely like some highs and lows within this field. So, yeah, kind of makes sense. Anyway, we get another Byron Burn. In the books. All right, let's move into the main segment of the podcast uh, where we talk about uh, gaming, what we've been playing, news, and just kind of whatever else fits. Um, I'm going to start off with a little uh, indie game that I've been playing with my son, one that surprised me from the PlayStation Store. Uh, that is 99 Vitas, and it's fantastic. Um, I kind of wrote it off as just like a dumb little indie game but it is a great little indie game that will kind of quickly remind you of you know streets of rage or the simpsons arcade a lot of fun like great animation style goofy use of like that in controller microphone to like spew sounds at you (laughs) and even like a level up sort of system similar to um river city ransom uh, I I can't recommend this game enough. Like it it totally surprised me. My son and I played it for about an hour and a half. Great game. So do you like either? You played it? No, I I haven't heard of it until now. <laughs> so sure. <laughs> I guess I did probably download it because I download all the free stuff. So or at least grab right. it. Um, but is it similar to? Uh, I forget what game I'm thinking of, but it's more like uh, collect coins. You can go into shops and upgrade stuff like that. Kind of that or no they don't get into that level detail it's more just straight like um maybe double dragon level-ish design where you're just like beating up dudes wave after wave on the screen then it lets you pass on um and then i think it's like total points at the end of the game uh, or at the end of each level i think the most points you get from like beating up dudes or collecting things you find in crates is what lets you level up at the end of the screen okay. so it's not like river city ransom where you can like collect stuff go in and upgrade it's like you have one shot at the end of each level to add new combos buy additional lives things like that it's it adds an extra layer to something that would be otherwise super simple like surface level okay sure and um it's really good like the presentation is great yeah the one i was thinking of there's a scott pilgrim beat em up game yes that one was yes a lot of fun yep and I would say visually and like sprite size wise, this isn't that far off of that. Yeah. It's just the progression system at the end is different. It huh. says uh, comparable to like Double Dragon, Final Fight, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It touches all the right nostalgia buttons, I think. And I think that's what they were going for. I sure. do have that. I'm pretty and sure the- I did get that one, though, looking at the picture of that. Yeah. And there's like the punch attack and the jump and all that stuff. But there's like a little bit of nuance in the controls, like any good beat em up. 
Um, you know, if you've got enough energy, there's like a break move. Like if somebody's got you in a grip and they're punching the shit out of you, you can hit two buttons and it like does like a attack that knocks them back and gets you a little extra room. Um, there's also the throw, which is important in all, like again, in all good beat em ups, if you know when to use these like little like nuances in the controls, you're going to fare a lot better. Um, and it's pretty funny. Like it's got a good sense of humor. Like I think the second boss, the second level is... <laughs> It's pretty inappropriate, but it's like this guy with like a giant like turbografx size JJ and Jeff head wearing like uh all leather, but it's like short, short, like leather shorts and uh leather vest. And he like prances around the screen and then like does this like weird like rainbow dance. I mean, it's clear what they're <laughs> going for in the humor, but like it still made me laugh yeah. a lot. And it's huh. I mean it's borderline, but it's good stuff. And like the end of the first level I don't know. I, I don't know if you break the glass or if you throw an enemy through the glass, but it's basically a generic video game store. And then, like the manager or the owner, like runs out and like hawks out at you and like tries to kick your ass for like breaking his storefront. I don't know. It's it's good. It's highly recommended. I would say it's kind of like a game I never really heard anything about, other than the fact that it was free. And um, it's one that I recommend everyone play. Huh. I just looked that up because I knew I saw it somewhere before too. It it was uh, strictly limited, which is a limited run okay. knockoff. They made a physical copy of it. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't have like a limited run copy of it. I was gonna say if anybody owns it. Yeah, but limited run must not be able to pick it up. Huh? No, it's strictly limited. Only fourteen hundred copies. So. Wow. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's on my PSN account for how many months, and I haven't played it, so. <laughs> Download yeah. it. It's good stuff. Huh. Yeah. Once I get PlayStation Plus, I'll check it out. Check it out. Are you Canadian now? Oh, yeah. Eh? When a boot, you're going to get your uh, <laughs> PlayStation Plus. <laughs> I don't know. Eh? Black Friday. All right. <laughs> Boxing Day, isn't that the big thing in Canada? Yeah. They probably come down here for Black Friday. Well, at least where we live. Yeah. A couple hundred miles, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, if you've ever lived in Grand Forks, North Dakota, the onslaught from Winnipeg around the holiday season is real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Especially when the exchange rate is in their favor. That is for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> unrelated but i heard canada is legalizing marijuana for recreational use across the country i don't know if that's true so you're saying a lot more americans will be going to winnipeg instead <laughs> <laughs> well what i want to know is like didn't they ban that like american snowboarder for getting busted with weed like they wouldn't let him into canada get to compete in the games <laughs> and like what do you do now <laughs> like <laughs> If this is true and they legalize it, yeah, kind of, kind of a dick move, Canada. We'll go back to two thousand four and let that guy yeah. in or whatever. It Give was. him a medal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're sorry, eh? We should let you in. Uh, yeah, participation because he didn't get to. Yeah, <laughs> darn it. <laughs> Yeah, that might change some things around that area up there. <laughs> that yeah, that's border. for sure. Well, 
it kind of fixes the problem that they used to have with like illegal drinking age, right? It was like everybody drives up there to go drink when you're a minor. Yeah. Because it's 18 and now it's like, well, we're all going to drive up there and get stoned because it might be illegal. So. Yeah. I mean, not, and by we, I don't mean any of us. <laughs> I just mean people in general because I don't think we're doing this, but. I don't mess around with those lower tier drugs anymore. So. <laughs> lower tier? That's some of the same risk level as cocaine and meth in this why country. why travel all the way to canada evil. when i can make my own right in my own house <laughs> like, somebody like, knocking i'm gonna on your door. make a plant that i can grow with the seed it's a difficult technical chemical formula i learned from breaking bad where you put a seed in the dirt and you grow it you dry it then smoke it it's an evil drug yeah. i tell you <laughs> uh, i did it, in it so i don't know if that i don't know if that's true but like i heard my wife told me that i was like huh well that's a thing so yeah makes sense for their taxes i guess yeah now if the u.s will legalize poutine i'll be all in favor <laughs> of that <laughs> I'm sit at home and eat all the poutine i can get <laughs> is that a controlled substance here or what <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You just can't find it anywhere. It's so good. I wish McDonald's had poutine here like they do in Canada. Like just, they have it at McDonald's? Some, really? Yes, wow. they do. It's, yeah. Huh. Just put some gravy on my fries with some cheese, people. That's all I ask. Jeez. Next thing you know, we'll be buying milk in our bags, so. That sounds glorious. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have jumped into No Man's Sky again since the update, again. and it sucked me in again, just like it did the first time, but I have trouble remembering like how... No Man's Sky or No Man's Thigh? Well, yeah, that's a good question, um, but this time it's No Man's Sky, so... It <laughs> <laughs> was a homosexual joke, in case anyone missed that. <laughs> I don't know how you could, but <laughs> <laughs> my comedic timing is impeccable. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, No Man's Sky has been a, a massive disappointment for a lot of people over the years since it's released. Sure. But I liked it the first time. It's a really chill game. Just kind of cruise around all these planets, just see what's on them. Not much in the way of structure back then. Um, and there is more now. There's like quest maps and, you know, all this stuff that you it's telling you to do. Find this, find that. So it's a lot more structured. But overall, like, I'm having trouble remembering what the big differences are. Obviously, like, there's a lot more things going on in the space stations. There's um, base building now, which is huge, too. But other than that. I guess the graphics maybe look better, more options on the planet. I don't know, but it's still really fun. And then like, as far as other people, like that was the big addition, right? There's like on-screen multiplayer, like true multiplayer and like a third person perspective. Like have you ran into people or do you have to invite people? Like how does that work? You, you can jump into people that are playing on your friends list, or you can jump into public things, I think. Um, I have not had anybody come in or do anything, but I have heard of people saying that, oh yeah, some guy just 
they get a message saying that somebody entered their game or whatever, you know, or their sure. their solar system. Because I think technically it's like all one big thing, you know. Well, it's kind of cool. I think that's probably like the big thing, right? Like if you're going to be like in a big open world game that is seemingly endless and pointless doing dumb shit with somebody else on screen or building a base to somebody else on screen seems a lot more fruitful. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, Justin and I put dozens too many hours into like 28 days or whatever that shitty game is seven days to die. So, I mean, it'd probably be applicable to no man's sky. Yeah. You guys would probably like this game, man. It's something similar to that. The only thing that I think has gotten old since the first time I played it, a lot of it is managing like bars of, uh, oh, you need this resource for this part of your gun and you need this resource to mine this thing. You need this resource in your spaceship. So it's constantly like getting that stuff, putting it in the spaceship and, you know, using it. So it's not as simple as like, I wish I could just go into my spaceship, jump off the planet go to another planet, just constantly in and out where you, you have to keep getting this substance and making fuel for your spaceship, which that gets annoying after how many hours I played it the first time where now I just want to go in and check things out, you know? Right. The constant grind to like progress a little bit. Yeah. I can see that. Well, I'm curious because like I bought this game on disc Probably about six months after it came out, and I've yet to pop it in. I think now is the time. I think this is... I mean, I can't imagine they're going to continue to update this game much beyond this. I mean, it's a small team. Realistically, they've focused only on updating this game for the last two years since it came out. Yeah. That's not really how small game studios survive. You don't put out a game and then put out content for free for two years and make money. Um I think they probably sat on like a big pile of cash based on Sony's marketing campaign and like a lot of early adopters. Um, so that probably helped ease the blow. Yeah, I mean, they it's they sold it for $60, you know, so that was a big thing when when that came out. A lot of people said this is not a $60 game, you know. Right, but. And I don't. Yeah, I don't, that's with every game, though. Too. Yeah, <laughs> there's true. so many games nowadays that are out that could probably have been put out for a lot less. But uh, for that, I mean, Sky though. Um, one thing I think would be interesting, like because you said it, it's annoying and like just the constant grind on getting fuel and whatnot. If you could actually like build like side stations to like get fuel for you. On different planets, sure. So like farming it, kind of almost yeah. auto farming, yeah. And maybe that's in there. I just haven't gotten to it yeah. yet. But that would be really nice. I've never played it, but I've always kind of been curious about the game. But I don't want to pay sixty dollars for it. <laughs> it's probably quite a bit. Go cheaper to now. any pawn shop. It's five dollars. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say. I think it's it's quite a bit. Literally, it. If you go to any pawn shop in any given town, there's twelve copies of Destiny and then twelve copies of No Man's Sky. <laughs> right. And then whatever Madden for how many years? Yeah. <laughs> a new one comes out soon. Nice. Ooh. More Madden. Who's on the cover this year? Uh, I think it's Terrell Owens. I don't know for sure. I heard it was Tiger Woods. Tiger, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. 
<laughs> yeah, I think it's Terrell Owens because this Hall of Fame thing, or maybe oh. it's just on like the fancier version. Sure. Huh. Well, he can't have a curse at this point. <laughs> nope, that's they're gonna break that curse. Yeah. You been playing anything new, Justin? Mm, no, not really. Been playing WoW and PUBG. I downloaded that game you sent me, though. That free one. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was going to try that out. It's free. Why not, right? Yep. Free games are the best games. <laughs> How many days you got left until the expansion? Uh, It's like two or three weeks. Okay. Hmm. Still grinding to get a max character, or are you just doing second characters at this point? Uh, I have two max characters. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Been back at it a month. I only got like 10 max characters. <laughs> a bajillion gold. Super easy to level. Sure. I can imagine. <laughs> you turn in three or four quests, and you pretty much level. So Nice. At least lower level. Like once you get up <clears throat> to Legion stuff, it'll be slower. But so, have you guys seen these new? I think it launched just this week. These, um, I think they're weird name. Arcade One Up. It's these like arcade kits that you can pre-order now through Walmart, which I think they've all sold out. Um, Bed Bath and Beyond <laughs> and GameStop. Um, and it's basically like a replica box kit arcade machine licensed um, that sell. They're four feet tall, not the six foot. So it's like a kitty cab. And you can pre order them for $2.99. There's like four or five variants. Walmart has an exclusive one that I think is Galaga uh, and Galaga 2. Um, then there's the Rampage one that features Rampage art. It also has Joust, Gauntlet, and I forget. Uh, there's an Asteroids one that also comes with Tempest and something else. Oh, the the Rampage one comes with Defender. Uh, there's also a Street Fighter one that comes with Street Fighter 2 and then a couple other variations. And I don't know. Like I'm, I'm incredibly tempted to pick these things up. For two ninety nine, you know, there. I realize that like a meme arcade or like a retro pie or something is much more affordable, but like they've licensed the artwork, the controls look decent, the design looks decent. It's it's kind of like a nice little package, right? And like I have a hard time believing that this won't be hackable or at least swappable with something like a retron or not a retron, but a Raspberry Pi. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And, like, I like the idea of the Asteroids one, right? Because, like, Asteroids is one of my favorite games of all time, and Tempest is fantastic, but, like, the control scheme on that is not conducive to other ROMs. So I think, like, for me, the big winner is Rampage because the layout of that allows for three players. It's already got three control sticks and button sets, plus the artwork is it's Rampage, which is kind of, I don't know, It's there's a lot of nostalgia in that, even if you don't like those games. Like, me personally, I don't like Rampage, all that much as a game, but it looks really cool. Mm -hmm. and like it brings back a lot of memories from the arcade plus gauntlet. I mean, and joust. Yeah. That's a, good that's stuff. a pretty good solid three right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, 
the three hundred dollar price point is what makes it like okay, you know, like even if you're going to build this and make a RetroPie and you know a main cabinet out of all right. that and get you know a nice joystick and all that stuff, you're still you're probably a hundred fifty two hundred dollars deep in it, right? So right, and then you're machining your own pieces and cutting your own dies, and you know what I mean, right? As far as like, I mean, you're still drilling holes in wood, but at least it's it's more time intensive than this is going to be. I'm guessing. Yep. And you're probably right. There's probably it's just a monitor. I'm guessing so you could pop it off and oh, for and sure, probably just connect it. I would think to a Pi if yeah. you ever wanted to go that route. I don't know about the controller if that's you know USB or something like that, but I have to imagine they're going to go USB, right? Because like almost everything goes USB nowadays. Which, if that's the case, and it's fully pro- programmable, if you do a RetroPie or something, yeah. So, I don't know. I looked at it at Walmart when I heard about them, and like everything was available at that time. This was yesterday, and I got home and asked my wife. I was like, you know, the price point's right. Like this is tempting enough to like see if it's worth it. And by that time, she's like, well, fine, whatever. Like that's your Christmas gift. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I go back to Walmart. They're all sold out, but GameStop still has the pre-orders. So yeah. I'm I'm tempted on this. I think it's cool. How much? It's probably going to be terrible. What's that? How much do they run? Two hundred ninety-nine bucks. But like I said, four games, mm-hmm. the full cabinet, the licensed artwork, the licensed ROMs. Just like the veneer artwork alone, especially like for the Rampage one, I think looks really cool, or the Street Fighter one. It's it's kind of like it'd be tough to build that on your own for that price. Like something that looks that nice. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the four feet part either. That's just kind of an awkward. Yeah, yeah height, you know, but... and I can tell you, like, I built that kitty cab for my kids for the NES. It is probably four feet. Is it really and that it is high? awkward? I don't know. It's got to be about four foot because it comes up to, like, the middle of my chest. And, like, with a stool, like, you can easily sit and enjoy that, like, comfortably. Yeah, a stool would so be that's about where right. I'm, like, yeah. yeah, like, if you have a fold-all bar, bar stool, which you can probably also get at Walmart for, like, 15 bucks. I don't know. I think it's... I think I'm going to buy one. Like, honestly, I think I'm going to put the money down and like, at least I think at the very least, it'll be a fun project. It's like Labo, but with more lasting. <laughs> way appeal. cooler. Yeah. I spent 70 bucks on fucking Labo. Are you kidding me? I'm a third of the way to one of these things. So there's, there's got to be a video Damn out there of somebody like building these, right? Probably. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. I'd, or soon. Yeah. I'd like to see like the, what the cables and all that stuff are. Yeah. Well, and I just look at it like, you know, I've got two kids, like it's a three person arcade cabinet for the Rampage one. Like we could all like, well, hell, the three of us wasted now we're on Rampage at MGC. That was, you yeah. know, I, I, I can do that with my kids. Gauntlet, I can do the same thing. Like Gauntlet is Gauntlet. Like it's very easy to like waste an hour on that. And Joust two player or Joust even single player is a very good game. I could take or leave Defender, but I don't know. I think I, I think I might have to do this. They got an accessories tab, or you can get a stool or a riser for it. Really? Oh, sure. Yeah. And they got like the nice. arcade one up on it. Sweet. They actually look pretty sweet. 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's an interesting, you know, I kind of, we kind of almost touched on this when we were talking about like the Neo Geo cab, like how it's funny that nobody has like dusted off like a good price point arcade cabinet, you know, this kind of is that, and it must be doing well because I mean, Walmart has shut down pre-orders. So yeah, they're doing mass adult Walmart was like, yeah, they're not skittish about taking pre-orders on anything. So there's a market. I mean, it's now is the time if companies want to strike on this stuff. I think at the end of the day, like a MAME, you know, you know, using an old PC or a RetroPie is probably your, is a better investment and can be done if you're smart for the same price or if you want to go all out maybe for a little bit more. Um, but I don't know. What's that mean? I just kind of look at it. Oh, go ahead. Oh, what's that mean for your project out in your garage? That is the thing, right? Is like, I'm like, I got that Atari cabinet. I've a, so for anyone who doesn't know, I have a pole position cabinet that I bought for $25 about two years ago that has been sitting in my garage because I'm going to turn it into a MAB cabinet running off of Raspberry Pi. And I even ended up scoring a really nice um, X arcade arcade stick. Um, just I was going to build my own and this came up. It was like $50 dirt cheap inbox. So I still have that. And like, that's the thing like in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, for like 150 bucks, it could be done with that thing. And it would be in my house. But why can't I have both? <laughs> why can't I have both? You're only allowed one arcade cabinet in your house. I, I can tell you that. I'm already at one. Though. <laughs> yeah. I need three like you. <laughs> if anything is, if, if you've shown me anything, it's that I can have three arcade cabinets. And my wife won't leave me. So. Right. Only as many, only as many as your kids. That's, that's the law. Oh, damn it! That's not fair. I'm capped at two. <laughs> There's a video, uh, assembly video, on the website. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know how much it shows, but yeah, arcade one up assembly. It's an interesting proposition, and I think like the mainstream appeal is definitely appears to be there more so than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cynicism from the retro gaming community has been less than I expected, but time will tell when the thing actually comes out, I guess. But I think I will probably be placing a pre-order through the much hated GameStop. (laughs) (laughs) Assuming it's still up. I haven't, I haven't looked today, so we should do that. Well, I feel bad because last, you know, last episode I talked about how I screwed over GameStop pretty royally through the programs that they were running. Yeah. Uh, I got an email today saying that they are shutting down one of the programs. <laughs> <laughs> it's all your fault. Yeah. So yeah, the, the elite pro uh, program is no more at GameStop. Mm. Damn I think it. that's probably, they were doing like 20% off used games. If you had that. So now that Best Buy doesn't do that, I think GameStop's like, well, why are we doing it? And I'm sure Amazon will stop doing it too. So, <laughs> yeah, I have to wonder if publishers got like the game publishers were putting pressure on companies to stop doing that. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like they were using it as their loss leader to get you into their store, mm-hmm. but. Really, who at the end of the day was that affecting? I mean, yeah. 
I think Amazon obviously kind of started that whole thing, right? Like with the discounts on pre-orders and which they did to kind of like bring in traffic and then Best Buy matched. And no, I think it was, I think Best Buy did it and then Amazon. Oh, was them? Yeah, first? Amazon yeah. started after that. Yeah, Best Buy had it when they did that gamers, whatever. Oh, the gamers club. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and now it's gone. Yep. So there's no deals on games anymore. It's officially over. What is there the is a, coming to? There is a good place that you can get games, though. There's a website you can go to. I don't... Is it called BitTorrent? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're not advertising. Uh, it's called PiratesBay.com. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All the games you can download. These are really good deals. <laughs> <laughs> Don't share, kids. Uh, Don't share. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I got... Uh, so I think I talked about last time how my TV died and I wasn't worried about replacing it. But I did replace it. And I now I have a 4K TV. So I've been thinking about your PlayStation Pro a lot. Yeah? I will say... 4K content is a good. It looks nice. Yeah. I uh, I got a Roku TV. It's like a I, and people can make fun of me. I didn't buy like a, a high end like 4K TV. It was like a four hundred dollar TV from Best Buy. But keep in mind, it had been using the same 1080p like top notch at the time Sony TV for like the last decade. Uh, so I figured, you know, even a budget 4K is better than what I you know by years just like sheer progression in technology and it was a, it's a tcl i don't know it's like a budget brand and the guy's like yeah it's pretty good for like a cheap brand yeah they whatever. are whatever yeah so i bought that it's the roku tv which is excellent if you're a cord cutter like myself like i'm not loading into cable i'm not loading into like a a dish box like it comes up my netflix is there my youtube's there my inputs are there and uh i went to youtube and you know what blew me away? Like as far as content, GameSack. I've been watching GameSack all wrong for years now. Like the <laughs> quality that those guys put in, and like the high definition shots, especially that intro. Holy shit! Like amazing in 4K. Yeah. It, unbelievable. And like I always kind of scoffed at 4K because like you know Justin and I know the whole spiel because we sold electronics like you know the limitations for resolution for the human eye. Like, you know that like, okay, we can talk pixels and brightness and all this, but like at the end of the day, we're five years past your human eye being able to interpret that. <laughs> so fuck off. Like, but it does look really nice. I will say. And it makes me think maybe I should get a pro because even the PlayStation, um, the standard that I have so crisp, absolutely gorgeous on the detail. Yeah. Um, I can't believe it. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, I, I'm sitting here with a with a pro and wishing I had a 4K TV. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, which I might be buying soon. We'll see. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I I would say the downside is is like if you're a fan of like old sitcoms like me, and you're gonna watch stuff on like Hulu or Netflix, it's like you know standard definition. You know, a high definition TV makes standard definition look like poop. A 4K TV looks standard makes standard definition look almost unwatchable. Yeah, I mean, it is. You know, it brings out every flaw in 
the quality of that resolution. So that kind of sucks, but hey, it is what it is. Huh. Now we just need to get some 4K Squirtle porn. And uh, we're doing this. I, I, I mean, it's out there. I don't think they're up it to 4K. <laughs> Squirtle Squad! <laughs> yeah. No, for 400 bucks, I can't complain. I uh, I realize that it's like pretty much a disposable TV, and it'll probably last me like four years, but whatever. It was, It's great. It wall-mounted. It fit, magically, it fit the same bolts that I had my uh, <laughs> Sony wall-mounted to, so I had to do very little of anything to get this thing up and running. It's it's a nice. Huh, very cool. And I got three more inches. I got 55 and wow, 52. Three more inches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three more inches. Which, think about that. That's how old my TV was, that 52 inches was still a size option back then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just like a 38-inch television was a size <laughs> option back then. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the plugins and stuff for the inputs on the bottom of it? Or? Uh, side. Uh, side. That was Well, that was the one complaint that I had was like... Uh, I ran all the wiring for like how I have my stuff wall mounted like behind the wall to keep it nice and clean. And for whatever reason, like everything is on the right side for inputs. Like I had my old TV, but the plug-in is on the left side and it's 55 inch TV. So that's a long ways. And then the cord is like four and a half feet. So like I kind of had like a Reagan extension cord to like plug this thing in. It was really dumb. I don't know why it couldn't have just been same side, but whatever. But yeah, it's got, three or four HDMI inputs, I think, which for a budget TV is pretty solid. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I saw a post of this guy's game room the other day. I don't know if you saw this or not, but he has his uh, HD TV on uh, those rolling like barn door rollers oh, okay. in front of a CRT. Yep. So Dude, that is sweet. he just rolls the the HDTV out of the way for the CRT in the back. Just fits perfectly. Oh, in the wall. that is genius. Yeah, thought that was an awesome idea. Except you've just wasted four and a half feet of depth in your home. Right. To hide your CRT. Right. <laughs> it's a closet yeah, on the incredible. other side. Maybe. Yeah. Plus, when you sell it, the people are like, well, what is this for? Well, (laughs) let me show you. I'm in. This is I will throw more money at this house for the CRT TV. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great idea. I've never considered that. That is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Wasn't there something else we want to talk about topic wise? Like gaming? Oh, the Nintendo sales. See if you can guess these. You guys haven't seen these yet, right? Nintendo sales, no. Just want to see if you can guess the top selling Switch games. Oh. So, yeah, Nintendo put out a a list of all of their top selling Switch games and their top selling 3DS games to date. Like, lifetime sales. So, just going to see if you can guess what these are. What do you think the top spot is for Switch? Mario Kart 8. Close. That's two. That's at ten million. Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Or Odyssey. Yeah. I guess. Which one was it? Mario Odyssey is first. Yeah. Zelda's three. Yep. 
Then it gets a little bit hairy after that. <laughs> Splatoon 2? Yep, 6 million. Then it jumps down to 2 million. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze? No, that's 1.4. Kirby? That's 1.8. Um... <laughs> one's gonna get you guys fire emblem no no uh chrono whatever trigger thing no xenoblade Xenoblade. that's 1.4 fuck i don't know what do we got (laughs) one two switch fuck really (laughs) 2.45 million oh my god they got a lot of fucking early adopters with that shit didn't they and then you're one of the suckers. Congratulations, Andy. yeah, you got me. <laughs> and then above Donkey Kong, Xenoblade, Kirby, Mario Tennis is Arms at two point or two million. <laughs> oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Talk about two games that nobody gives a shit about, and nobody remembers. Yeah. Like people were just scrambling for first party stuff at that point, weren't they? Yeah, that had to have been the case. There's just nothing out there at that point. What's one two switch? It's a piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a tech demo. It's the launch with the game. Yeah, it's it's kind of just a whole bunch of weird mini games. You okay. get to milk a cow udder against your friend. You get to shake a baby. Yeah. How about 3ds? <clears throat> Top selling 3ds game. It's Mario Kart and a bunch of Pokemon. That's <laughs> that's pretty much what's up. I like there. how Mario Kart Seven has been like the premier game ever since it came out. Yeah, continues to sell. It's yeah, unbelievable. Seventeen million copies. Jeez, that's insane. Yeah. Even combined, like Switch and Wii U, the Mario Kart Eight is like what five million, six million worldwide. Yeah, it's not. It's probably like half the one of the switch right yeah right it's crazy where are we i got a feeling we're not in brooklyn no more They're brothers. They're plumbers. Oh no! Luigi! They're on the trail of a kidnapped princess and a mystical meteorite. It's incredible! That gives anyone who possesses it the power to rule the universe. Get me the rock! They must rescue the princess. And make it safely back. Later, alligator. To our world. Are you alright? Before time runs out. Mario Brothers, this ain't no game. 
Okay, moving on to the fail bag, where we answer 20-year-old questions from old uh, gaming magazines as if they were uh, addressed to us. Um, first, we're going to check out GamePro issue number 120. Uh, Chase Blue via the internet. I just love that where they're always like via the internet in these old magazines like it was a brand new thing. It's a newfangled place yeah. where people can be. New ideas come streaming out of the internet before everybody's opinions sucked. Um, <laughs> and before it was full of porn. <laughs> you know. What are you talking about? That was day one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> After Al Gore invented the internet, he invented internet porn <laughs> within <Yeah>. minutes. <laughs> I'm going to change the subject and try and get that picture out of our head. <laughs> Chase Blue says, do you guys remember that Mario movie a few years ago? Uh, Super Mario Brothers? Well, I saw it not long ago on cable. At the end of the movie, the princess says, you're never going to believe this. What was it they weren't going to believe? A sequel that nobody was going to fucking make. <laughs> That's what that was. <laughs> You're never going to believe how much money this movie is going to lose. You're never going to believe this. It's Nintendo slamming the door on this license. <laughs> Good luck. It's gone. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad way to leave that movie off because I don't think any kid was like, all right, I can't wait for what's coming next. <laughs> They're more like, what did I just sit through? And I'm sorry, mom and dad. Like, yeah, this was not good. Yeah. Most of that movie, you're trying to parse out like what that equals out to be in actual Mario Brothers. Yeah. You just hear like horror stories of like the making of that movie and like countless directors and like endless script rewrites <laughs> and. I, I will say I watched this. I found out somebody was posted it free because I doubt anyone's going after the copyright on this. <laughs> it was like free. It's probably still available for free on YouTube. Um, and my son and I watched it and like, honestly, it's a bad movie, but it's not that bad. I mean, it's it's not good, but it's a movie. There's some very questionable Lucy decisions pertains. made in that movie. <laughs> There's a ton of questionable <laughs> decisions made, but... <laughs> It could have been worse, I suppose. At least they finally donned the red and green like Mario Luigi suit at some point, and there is a Yoshi. Yeah. And Princess Toadstool is sort of her character profile, I guess. To some extent. I think you would be better off if you never knew anything about Mario watching that movie. I think that yeah. you're bringing a lot of baggage to it by playing Mario, I think. So yeah, that's just something. And I yeah. The design choice of like the Goombas being huge bodied and tiny headed blows my mind when in the game they're always like giant heads with like teeny bodies. Like what why was the polar opposite necessary for this film? And then making them dance. Yes. <laughs> well, that was Luigi's fault. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I Obviously, the the real answer is like that was a teaser for the sequel that no one in their right mind would make fun or Nintendo would allow. So we're all wondering, kid. In fact, actually, no, we're not all wondering. <laughs> we're glad that we never got the answer is the appropriate response to your question. I'm sorry. 
I will also recommend that movie though. Just in a everyone should experience it once sort of way. Yeah. Have you seen it, Justin? I don't think so. Okay. No. <laughs> you, you haven't lived. <laughs> I've seen the Mario one, but I don't remember all the characters. Yeah, John Leguizamo and um was it Dennis Hodgkins or Dennis Hopper was the name? bad guy. Dennis yeah. Hopper, there you go. Koopa. Dennis Hopper and then who's Mario? Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins, that's something I'm combining two yeah. people. I feel yeah, like it came out like early nineties, right? Yeah. I feel like those two people, like as actors and people themselves, would just absolutely hate each other. Yeah. Like they seem like they're complete opposites of people. They probably did watch this one actually. I don't really remember it. <laughs> well then like Bob Hoskins like go on record like more than once saying like that was his biggest regret in life and like his <laughs> career was doing that movie. Yeah. And like I think there was like behind the scenes with like him and John Leguizamo admitting that they just got shit faced while filming because really? like the movie was so bad and the directors were so awful, like they just drank and like that's how they got through the day. He would have come off of uh Roger Yeah, Rabbit. Roger Rabbit right after that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Which that game or that movie was kind of like not the box office success it probably Yeah. It doesn't like that that movie doesn't have the legacy that I feel like it deserves, but like that was still a huge freaking movie. Oh yeah, for sure. They put a and lot of time and money into, into it, I think. Yeah. 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 And John Leguizamo, that was like the start. You know, like he just got into that. Could it be this one, right? Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the weird Goombas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, I've seen that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not great. It's 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 something. It belongs on cable like this guy saw. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Except the downside of watching it on cable is it's five hours instead of like the two that you need to just get it over with. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, we're moving on to uh, Nintendo Power in 1995. Uh, Carrie is stating, I recently finished Earthbound, and I loved it. I've played many good epics such as Secret of Mana and Final Fantasy III, but Earthbound's humorous graphics and dialogue, plus its vibrating battle backgrounds, (laughs) okay, Mm. (laughs) make for... So that sometimes (laughs) fast. There's one thing I like in my RPGs. It's vibrating battle backgrounds. <laughs> VVBs. <Yeah. laughs> the VVB system. How is that? Uh, make They make for an interesting, fun, and difficult journey. Uh, I have a few questions. Will there be an Earthbound 2? Pokey seems pretty set on revenge at the end of this one. Uh... <laughs> I don't know how to break this to this person. Still waiting? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think the right answer is your Earthbound is Earthbound (laughs) 2. And also, congratulations on being one of the thousand people that actually played this when it came out. Third, hold on to that copy, because that is worth a shitload of money (laughs) in around 2015. So, yeah, good good on you. Good news, Carrie. You played the sequel. <laughs> and you also, there is a sequel that you'll never <laughs> <Yeah>. get. <laughs> They'll make it painfully aware that it exists, but you will never play it. Yes. 
It is ridiculed in pop culture, yet Nintendo refuses to <laughs> port it to Western audiences. Oh, I, I can't believe they still haven't put it out. Like that was like years ago that they were making jokes about it, and they still haven't done it. I can't believe that this person like applauded their use of like psychedelic static backgrounds in like the battle system. <laughs> That was so outdated even at the yeah. time. Like, I loved the crazy wavy lines in the background when I did random encounters. This was amazing. <laughs> I don't know. That's one thing that I won't give props to Earthbound. I mean, the the action right. itself is like, there's no animation to your, you know, fighting. It's just like sound effects that yeah. you're hitting. It's not great. Might as well play Ghost Line at that point. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> yeah it's crazy to think that like earthbound was like such a big game or mother was such a big game on the nes or famicom never came here they bring us the sequel never acknowledging that it's like actually a sequel to a game we never got <laughs> yeah. and never really acknowledging that you know unfortunately for nintendo by the time earthbound 3 came out like the internet was prevalent and Everyone was acutely aware of the fact that they're getting screwed out of this game, but yeah, yeah, it's bizarre to me that they haven't ever just like, I mean, didn't the team that like did the earth or the English translation for this on the Game Boy Advance, like offer this to Nintendo. I think that's like been like a free offer. Like here's oh, a yeah. translation for a long match. time. They've said, here you like, go. You can have publish it. Publish it. Yep. No legal yeah. issues. Nothing. Just go. Yep. N- yeah, I don't Nintendo's know. backwards. Um, on that note, there's this guy in this uh, Nintendo Power who also wrote, I don't know if it's a rap or a poem, but it's an Earthbound one. Mm. You guys want to hear it? It's all about Earthbound. Uh, yeah, of course. Okay, let's do this. John Allen Pearson. That's his name. Chico, California. Earthbound, what's that sound? Earthbound, what's shaking the ground? Earthbound, what's possessing the hounds? Earthbound, it's coming to your town. Earthbound, into your home, it's way it has found. Earthbound, it's got you wired and wound. Earthbound, it's making your head go pound. Earthbound, and it won't quite down. Earthbound, so you better play it loud. That's a terrible end to that thing. (laughs) it's just lazy to wrap the same word all the time yeah and then the, at the very end you 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 set up a thing where it's always gonna rhyme and then it doesn't at the end that's just pathetic <laughs> i feel like this might have been like an eight-year-old fred durst <laughs> before he was rhyming here with here <laughs> he was rhyming earthbound with earthbound yeah he seems like a guy that would be really into vibrating backgrounds <laughs> It explains yes, a lot, sadly. <laughs> Why was Woodstock 99 brought down by Limp Bizkit? Well, the thing is, is we got this Nintendo power from 1995 showing that Fred Durst was clearly a disturbed individual. Uh, and his parents might have originally named him Carrie. We're not sure. Yep. <laughs> it's so crazy, like, to see a magazine where, like, two people have written in, like, Clearly in love with a game that nobody remembers, but everybody thinks is fantastic 20 years after the fact. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it sold reasonably well overall. Like it, I don't know. There, there's, you know, they have these like popular uh, like uh, I think they they go by sales and uh, these old Nintendo powers, and I know Earthbound was on there for a while. I just like I have two very distinct memories of KB Toys back when they still existed, like fire sailing piles piles of boxes of games one of them was zombies and my neighbors and that was ten dollars and the other one was the big box earthbound and i'm not talking like they had five copies they were fire sailing i'm talking you walked up to that store and there was like 60 copies stacked taller than my head like dirt cheap sure so it's like i don't i mean maybe you're right maybe it did so good and they just like overproduce like cartridges or maybe it was just where we lived regionally which could have been it but like i just clearly remember those two games being super cheap and i remember being brought in by the artwork on zombies and my neighbors I was like okay this looks cool and then i remember seeing earthbound with that stupid gold figure <laughs> and i'm like i don't i don't want anything to do with this yeah. like i didn't even look at the box like i didn't didn't even grab the back and flip it over because i was like this looks dumb yeah which is Nintendo's fault for going <laughs> with that cover. Because, like, literally almost any other cover would have been better. Yeah, pretty much. Huh. Yeah, so they do have a chart on here. I don't know. It's the Super Nintendo Top 20. Okay. I don't know if that goes by sales or what they're doing to rank that. We have Killer Instinct, Donkey Kong Country, Chrono Trigger, like, Zelda... All these Final Fantasy, Doom, coming in at 11 is Earthbound. And that's okay. the fifth month on the on the chart. So, yeah, it was falling down at that point. Sure. So for a first party one, that's probably not great. <laughs> yeah. And that seems about right. Like, I just, I remember, like, one guy talking about it and, like, hmm. There's no way I can tell you about this guy without sounding like an asshole, but like he was a little um, special. Sure. And he was one of the few. I grew up in a small town, gifted children, and he was the only person I knew that ever uttered the words earthbound to me. Wow. And like, I was like, okay. So, had he not said that and had I not seen it in KBs, I'd have no idea what what it was, yeah. Or what this game was, yeah. So. I mean, that's a thing, really. I mean, that's why when people talked about it years later and like how this is this great, like hidden gem that's <laughs> worth hundreds of dollars, I was like, really? That kid was right? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I've seen him eat his own snot on several occasions, <laughs> but he had Earthbound. <laughs> Actually, that makes a lot of sense for that game, though, eating snot. That seems like that's in that game, so. <laughs> And I don't mean to, like, I know in saying this, like, reference, I sound like a horrible person, but, like, it's a true thing. Oh, yeah. He was, he was touched. Yeah. (laughs) Good guy. Really good guy. Loved Earthbound, but, like, that was my only, like, human point of reference for that title as a child, so. Already know he's a good guy if he likes Earthbound, so. Clearly, yes, he was a decent human being. Okay, we're going to move on to something a little bit newer. Uh, Next Generation Magazine. 
There is a whole page almost dedicated to uh, a debate going on in the the, the letter section of this magazine, uh, debating whether or not the magazine should be swearing or not in their editorials. Um, what do you guys think? Just right off the bat. What the fuck is this shit? Yeah. That's what, that's what I want to know. <laughs> I mean, probably not. Is it? I don't think it's wise to print in like or like swear in printed media. No, but this was the late. I don't 90s. think it's wise to swear. Yeah, you got to be edgy. I mean, they were next gen. Yeah. Uh, my favorite of these is um, Aaron Williamson. He gives his email address. Uh, I won't print it because this guy sm- sounds too smart for us. Um, what next generation terms adult language is exactly the opposite. Such language is most often used by ignorant adolescents who see such language as a form of rebellion. It appears in Usenet posts written by Phoebes who use their appearance accounts to assault intelligent people who make worthwhile contributions to the discussion. Speaking as an adult, I feel insulted and disgusted that you feel you have to use such language to reach me and my peers. The juvenile minority that responded to uh, Timothy Kish is sadly becoming a majority. Could this be due to decline in the the standards of the media? Maybe you should think about that. You should think about the integrity of your your video game magazine. <laughs> you uh, feebs. <laughs> Usenet posts. That's great. Ish. I don't know. Like, I feel like, what year is this magazine from? Uh, had it been 98, 99? So, like, that's kind of the beginning of, like, the casual, casualization of cursing, right? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, the ads were doing I mean, it I, at that point. Yeah. I mean, I swear way too much, but like, it also means nothing to me because it's used in almost everything I encounter in my entire life. Yeah. These days it's on cable. It's in music. I mean, I don't know. In 98, I guess like it was probably still weird because like most people weren't going to the internet and seeing the putrid filth that will become social media <laughs> in like 2000s. <laughs> so if this guy's upset now. Twitter's gonna ruin your day, buddy. <laughs> like that is Yeah, you thought it's gonna be you rough. Thought Usenet was a good idea. Wait till you see what that evolves into. <laughs> <coughs> oh man. Yeah. I think it's contexting, right? Like if you're using it to just use it for the sake of like filtying something up, that's dumb. But like I, I feel like Probably with a magazine like that, it was used to contact stuff in like more of a comedic way. Maybe I'm wrong. I didn't read the magazine, obviously. Yeah, I'm guessing that's part of it. But I'm sure there's a lot of it like, hey, kids, look at us. You know, we're just like you. Right. Um, Did you swear that much as a kid, though? I didn't. I was paranoid. No, not really. Yeah, I didn't swear much. No, I was too afraid. Yeah. I was I was too intelligent. Sorry. (laughs) I wasn't mm. like all the other feebs. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it was because you were scared. <laughs> it wasn't out there. Exactly. However, yes. John Romero made me my bitch, so. <laughs> or made him whatever. Yeah. However that ad went. 
So they're going to print that. If anything, that was more creepy in this stuff back then was like the sexualization of stuff. Like you read so many of these that are like talking about Laura Croft in the most like dirty ways possible. It's like, you guys, this is just disgusting. Yeah. And like, there was a lot of ads back then too. I remember in the video game magazines that were like, you know, off focus shots of like chicks in underwear. And like, it was, they really push that stuff. Yeah. So what? Yeah, like that ninety. So, <laughs> funny story. I had a buddy who was like really into White Zombie and Rob Zombie, and for whatever reason, he wrote, hand wrote, the lyrics in like an old Mead like notebook, like your normal school notebook. He hand wrote the lyrics for "More Human Than Human" by White Zombie. Yeah. And for whatever reason, this notebook ended up in my bedroom. I don't know why he brought it over and like he forgot it there. Coincidentally, my mom cleaned my room in the period of time that this thing was in my room for like, I don't know, a week. I got my ass reamed (laughs) because my mom thought I wrote it. And I'm like, no, this is a real song. And that's not my notebook. But at the same time, you can't explain like, oh, don't worry. It's just white zombie. (laughs) Right. Like it makes no sense. And it's horrible. That's a whole nother rabbit hole. So whatever. Yeah, whatever next-gen gaming was writing at this point couldn't have been any worse than what was penned into this notebook in my room in 1998. So, uh, next-gen's okay by me. Yeah. True fact, my mom also yelled at me once because I said, you know what sucks? (laughs) A vacuum cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) I got sent to my room. Uh. That's factual. Because it was a bad joke, or <laughs> <laughs> I still can't explain it to this day. I asked her about it like a few years ago too. I was like, "Do you remember that time?" She's like, "No." Like I didn't. I still don't get it. I'm like what happened? Okay, we got Jeffrey Moss via the internet. It says I've been looking for a place to trade in my Sega Saturn, but the only places that will buy it offer twenty dollars at most. Is this all I can expect for this system? Or should I look for another buyer? Also, what's a good price to pay for a used PlayStation? What year was this from? <laughs> this would have been... Uh, 95? Okay, so good news. If you wait till 2018, you can still get $20 for your Saturn. Yep. Um, <laughs> and in 1995, what well, was a good price for a PlayStation 200 bucks? Uh, with a 299 Yeah. The time, yeah, yeah, it would have been probably two hundred. I would say, yeah. So yeah, just so the, wait like twenty years, then you could you know sell your Sega for twenty and buy a PlayStation for ten. Yes, <laughs> or wait till nineteen ninety seven when it's rebranded as the PSX, comes with a Dual Shock and a game bundled in. So yep, that's probably the way to go. Yep. Oh, they they say. At this point, used PlayStation is seventy-five to eighty-five. Really? Yeah. Ninety-five. That can't huh? be right. This has to be older. No, that doesn't seem. Because I swear, like that was like right after launch. I don't remember them being that. Two hundred dollars. How much were they at launch? I think they were three. I think they were two ninety-nine. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, because wasn't that the E3 thing when Sega's like, they're $600, and then like the Sony exec walks up and just says two ninety nine and walks off stage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pretty sure that was the two ninety nine September of 95. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Which, I mean, the thing is, is like when that finally re- reached like mass market penetration, it was already at 200. Because like, I don't think it was on anybody's radar. Like if you were just a casual gamer and like we were kids, like. I had no idea. I mean, I knew the Sega Saturn was out, but like, I never even considered the PlayStation until it was like dominating everything. That's true. Yeah, I can. It took a while. I can kind of remember it. Like those cases when they first launched were, you know, the long box. So I kind of yeah. remember those, but I just remember scoffing at it. I was like, Psh, yeah, that's <laughs> gonna be a thing. <laughs> I'm like, come to get the Saturn because it's a real system, yeah. and then. Holy shit, was I wrong? I sp- yeah, I remember being in Target and seeing the other t- the PlayStation One long boxes, and then just like yep. turning around and playing Nights on a kiosk there instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's literally the same experience I had in a media play. Like, why would I play this uh, PlayStation One when I could play Nights? This is amazing. <laughs> uh, I mean, but really, like, we were conditioned to think that there was only two real video game systems at that point in our lives. Yeah. Right? I mean, it was either Sega or it was a Nintendo, and then everything else was shit. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, this was 1999, so that makes a lot better, more sense. Oh, but, there yeah. you go. Yeah, no. Yeah, good deals. Yeah. Hey, just buy a Dreamcast, man. You don't want a PlayStation. Get on that Dreamcast. What's hot? Yeah. I'm surprised uh, Saturn was still going for that much at that point. Day 99, then. Yeah, those... I remember, like, looking new old stock on ebay around like 2001 and you could get a boxed sealed saturn for like 80 bucks shipped to your door yeah <laughs> like should have done that i should have <laughs> and not opened it <laughs> yeah like normal people buy things off the internet and never open them in 2001 <laughs> well that's all i got uh so justin you want to oh. take it out yeah <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> no um, so yeah like Ryan had said earlier you can find all uh, everything weekend rental on our website and that is www.weekendpodcast.com uh, there's links to our Facebook Twitter YouTube um, feel free to send any questions comments concerns um, pretty much anything to our email that's weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and Google Play. And as always, be kind. Rewind. Bananas. Bananas. Just put some gravy on my fries with some cheese, people. That's all I ask. <laughs>